Expert Strategies with Joe Wellyu. And it's time to pivot to purchase. Joe, what do you think? That is a great statement. And it's a very true statement for a lot of uh, mortgage loan originators and companies as well uh, across the country. There's a lot of anxiety out there. I'm hearing it among, among the individual producers, and I know you talk or hear about it at the enterprise level. Yeah, yeah, we do, no question. You had companies that were very, very proficient and strong at going and running call centers and doing consumer direct, which is still an important strategy, uh, and very good at refi business. And now they realize that to maintain and get the kind of growth they want to get, uh, purchase businesses definitely got to be in the mix. It, it does. And, and you know, a lot of originators have told me, they said, you know, we knew this was coming. We knew that the refi market wasn't going to last forever. And I started laying some groundwork. But now that I'm into 2017, I don't know what more I should be doing. And I, I, I don't know if I'm using my time the best. Uh, it's a common thing that uh, most producing uh, originators and, and real estate agents as well, for that matter, it's a, a very common thing they go through. And business is great. Deals are coming in easy. As much as we know, you should be out there being proactive and planning for a shift. Uh, it just doesn't quite ever get done until it's necessity. And I think it's somewhat the same at, at the corporate level, at the enterprise level as well. Companies spend a lot of time in fulfillment and operational challenges, and they don't necessarily invest the time, resources, and stay committed to really getting a purchase strategy that makes a lot of sense. So uh, we see a lot of people doing a, a quick check and, and really looking foundationally at their business right now, taking an inventory and saying, what are the things that I need to be doing, number one, that I'm not doing? And then I need some ideas. I need to know what, what, I sh- what, what are some things that I haven't thought about that can help me. And just real quick too, can you kind of delineate the difference between what a purchase strategy might look like from the corporate level, you know, that, you know, 30,000 foot view mm-hmm. versus the loan officer level too, and kind of lay those out for people? That's a great question. And so at, a, at an enterprise level, a purchase strategy has to, uh, has to be in alignment with my sales team, whether that be if I'm just consumer direct, that's a little bit of a different conversation. Uh, but if, if I have a distributed retail team uh, that is in local markets across the country, uh, that, that strategy, I have to look at what the needs of those, uh, what the talents and what the needs are uh, of those originators. And then I have to build out a marketing and support plan uh, that will support them with leads and deals. Okay. So a lot of the things that uh, mortgage companies are looking at is, well, how do they improve margins and those types of things? Well, one of the ways in our minds is a hub and spoke type of model. And if I'm running a purchase strategy, a hub and spoke marketing and sales model is the best. And let me be specific on what that is. A hub and spoke model is simply I've got a marketing and sales support person uh, at the center that's going to uh, support by doing all the proactive things that an originator knows they should be doing every week but they simply don't do it as much as we'd love to change the behavior of these wonderful salespeople. uh, And I'm one of them. uh, So I I cannot uh, say too much, but as much as we'd love to change that behavior, it's just not going to happen in organizations. Instead of saying, well, uh, I need something that they're going to use. They're going to do, they're going to follow through with. And guess what? It's never going to (laughs) happen. I got to break it to you. It's not going to happen. 
So what do we do then? Uh, well, the best answer is let's play to their strengths, right? Play to their strengths and stop trying to work on their weaknesses. And playing to their strengths is saying, all right, uh, Mr. or Mrs. Originator, you're a rock star. Here's what I want to do. I want to help you grow your business by allowing you to spend more time doing exactly what you're born to do, which is build relationships and bring in business. And we're going to put systems and teams around you that will do most of the other things for you, including reaching out to your uh, people that generate referrals for you, your your real estate agents and brokers, your builders, uh, your financial planners, your accountants. I'm going to reach out and do those proactive touches, set coffee meetings for you maybe, um, produce marketing assets every single week for uh, the agents that I work with at a high level, uh, and be very, very proactive about business generating things. So you have that hub and spoke action happening happening and you've got uh, a marketing coordinator and we've actually worked on developing a course which we've completed now uh, around uh, certifying a marketing coordinator on how to properly support uh, a top originator along with uh, any of their co-marketing partners and that strategy in my opinion is one of the most powerful that an enterprise can do. Is this uh, person generally a complete inside individual? Joe, or is it someone that needs to have some sort of sales ability on their own? I don't, I believe it's, they don't necessarily need to have sales ability. They have to have training. And that's where a lot of people fail. A lot of organizations, companies, and teams fail is they hire somebody that they think is going to be good at social media. They throw them into the fire and then they're disappointed that they don't get better results. Ah. So training them is going to be very, very key uh, to the results. You, you're really going to get the results uh, are going to be based on how much you invest in the front end as far as getting them set up for success. So the models that we see are generally doing it at a regional or even a maybe a branch level. And on the big teams, you've got somebody at the very local office level. Okay, so uh, for example, if I've got a distributed sales force throughout the country and I've got maybe four or five regions, at at the very least, I'm generally going to have uh, one uh, marketing and sales support person that their sole job is to support and do the proactive things for those top originators. Per region? Uh, Per region. Okay. Okay, that's at the very, very least. And depending on what types of things you're going to be willing to do for those people, uh, you you might not be able to be that effective with only one. You might need a couple per region. Um, and then at the at the mega producer level, uh, say I have a, a team that's going to do a hundred million in volume, and I've got lots of different originators underneath the primary producer. We're, they're going to have a dedicated person just to them. Right? They should still be taking uh, the resources that corporate is setting up and learning them. Uh, and you know this most commonly, a lot of organizations will have great tools. They uh, do a lot of hype around those tools. They launch them, and then they never talk about them again. <laughs> or they look at six months from now, and they're like, gosh, why are, why are we not getting great adoption? It's a constant reminder and reinforcement of the things that you have invested in as a company to help them. And so it's constant reinforcement of that and using that hub and by using that hub and spoke model, you, you virtually guarantee you're going to have success. 
Uh, I would go on on record to say, if you deploy a hub and spoke model appropriately, you are going to guarantee you will have success growing your retail platform. So for all of the originators that are salivating at the idea of having such a resource, uh, speak to them a little bit uh, from the standpoint of if their organization has put all this in place, being the type of people that they are, yeah. how, do, how do they need to work it and, and shift their brain cells to, to be successful? Well, that's a, it's a tough question to answer because organizations and originators are each unique. Uh, there's different comp structures. And so at some companies, it's not going to financially make sense to provide uh, those resources. They're more uh, of a net, maybe a net branch type model to where uh, the originators are kind of controlling their own expenses. And so those people have to push outside their comfort zone a little bit and invest some of their money on a good staff person that can that can do those things if the company's not going to provide one for you. So you can take a, a producer that is uh, maybe doing $20 million a year and by giving putting a proper support person uh, can go to $40 million with m- not much more work on their part day to day. It's just how they've set up their business. Wow. So what are the things uh, from an individual standpoint, you've explained really well how the enterprise level needs to piece this out and execute. From the originator standpoint, what would you speak to them about sort of attitudinally and the use of the resources provided and kind of that reinforcement piece you were talking about? Uh, I would speak to the the originator and, and say, number one, you you have to pay attention and take some action when your company is circulating things about training events and and take it seriously. Uh, a lot of times, be, and because they get so much thrown at them, uh, these. I was a salesperson on the real estate side for many years, and you get solicited so much every single day. You've got somebody throwing another system at you, trying to that's promises to make you rich, and you just sort of tune out the noise after a while. But if you're working at a good company that has a great reputation, good brand, and they're providing you tools, uh, you owe it to yourself and you certainly owe it to your company uh, and your your customer base that that you value uh, to go and take advantage of some of those things. And the very most important thing you have to do to start out is educate yourself. uh, one of the, my pet peeves in running our organization and running other businesses that I always had is you know, individuals come on, you give them some training, even if you do give them some training, they're always looking for somebody to kind of uh, whack them over the head and, and explain how things work to them, right? And just tell them exactly what they need to do. So take some initiative, uh, number one, and, and dig out the answers if, if your company's not uh, throwing it at you every day. Um, hopefully they're reinforcing what the tools they have. Most of them have training resources and things that are accessible if you take a little bit of action and and go and find those things. So they might be accessible, but you have to actually take that step and use it. You have it. to do it. It's, it's uh, Nike said it best. Just do it, right? Yeah, use it. So in this in this really rapidly changing market, shifting over to purchases, and really so many things are different, a lot of the indicators say that you know it's going to be a, a great market to an extent. Inventory is going to be weird. What do these uh, sort of anxiety-ridden originators and possibly even the higher levels of their companies need to be thinking right now this time of year? Right now this time of year, what I'm doing is I'm looking forward. 
uh, into uh, through the second quarter into the third and fourth quarters because the things, the actions that I'm going to take right now over the next month, two months are going to impact dramatically the rest of my year. So uh, I'm taking a solid inventory on what's working, what's not working, and then I'm going to uh, be purposeful about uh, putting things into action that can, can change some of those things in a positive way. Uh, we're going to maybe look at our marketing spend, what's working there, uh, what are some, some outside-the-box things. Do we need to be doing more event-based marketing, educational-based marketing, those types of things? Uh, uh, seminars, maybe. Do we need to do more things at a community and neighborhood level, which is uh, such a great opportunity for so many people, and they fail uh, at the low, super local level? So I'm asking myself all of those questions, and then I am going to uh, – uh, set my if I'm on the corporate side, I'm going to set my company up for success by eliminating the roadblocks. And uh, as g- great leadership teams often do this, they clear the obstacles away so things can get done efficiently, right? And so as an organization, I need to make sure I'm setting my company up in a way or making the changes so that things can happen in a fluid and fairly efficient way. Uh, and, and if I'm on the originator side, it's it's really the same mindset. It's just at a at a micro level instead of a macro level. And I'm asking those questions. I'm also, if I haven't paid much attention to what my company's doing for me or has available to me, I'm asking those uh, those questions there. And I'm digging for the information. I'm finding it, and then I'm taking the appropriate action based on uh, what I have available and what is uh, doable in the short and near term. Well, this reminds me of something you said, audit your brand, maybe audit what you've been doing. Audit yourself every day, right? <laughs> yeah. Audit audit the actions. How did you spend your time this week? Did you yeah. spend a lot of time on the golf course or did you spend a lot of time prospecting? Uh, no, all jokes aside, uh, time is the most valuable asset. Auditing how you're spending your time, uh, it's, it's absolutely important uh, for all of us really because there's so many things that can distract us. Um, and I've never seen more distractions uh, available for uh, retail uh, mortgage originators and, and real estate agents, for that matter. They very much are, uh, go hand-in-hand hand many times in what they, what they ha- are exposed to. And I've never seen more things that are, uh, number one, willing to distract them, number two, take their money from them, right? Yeah. And so auditing your brand, investing in that brand, saying, I want to be – I want to be able to automate business flow. I want to be able to have people that are, when they think about uh, getting a mortgage, they think about me because I'm doing a great job of reinforcing my brand every day. What are the things that I have to do to do that? So taking constant inventory and asking those questions. 